Welcome to another episode of Since Y'all Don't Read. I'm your host, Mia Chantel, and this week I have the privilege of interviewing Michaela. Hello, Michaela. How are you? Good. How are you? I am all right. I'm good. I'm good. One of my friends, one of my close friends, met her at like a networking brunch. And then, of course, everybody who has listened to Giovanna on the show before Giovanna is one of Michaela's close friends, and Giovanna always rants and raves about Michaela. Where did you get your first name from, or who named you? Because there's so much meaning that lives in the name. Um, so first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to finally connect with you officially. <laughs> so shout out to Giovanna for making the connection. Um, but my name is a funny story because like my mom reminds me of this literally every week when I'm going through something. <laughs> Um, my original name was going to be Danielle Nicole, just something mm-hmm. she like came up with, uh, but she said she didn't feel really connected to it. So she just kind of went back to the drawing board. Um, and she, I think she saw it in a baby book. So Michaela means who is like the Lord. And as soon as she saw that, she was like, yes, that's my baby's name. That's it. Like, and I'm going to remind her of that every day, <laughs> which she has for the last <laughs> almost 28 years. <laughs> So anytime I'm dealing with things, she's just like, girl, remember what I named you? You like the Lord. You ain't need to like feel this way. So it's just funny um, how that's just something that she reminds me of all the time. And even my middle name is special. It's my aunt's middle name. And so that's how we got Michaela and originally Peyton, but then I took on my father's last name and here we are. Okay. <laughs> I love that. She made it easy for me. So shout out to mama. <laughs> shout out to mama. Okay. So um, you do a lot. So let's kind of break down what you do professionally as far as like your day-to-day industry that you work in. And then also how that ties into the ADM agency, which everyone, we're going to talk about that as well. So explain how you kind of birthed the ADM agency through your full-time endeavors. Yeah. So um, I've always worked in communications and marketing. uh, Sorry off with some communications roles and now I'm doing digital marketing as a senior coordinator for the Atlanta Hawks and State Farm Arena. Um, So I just think my passion for for writing and coming up with communication strategies and plans uh, just kind of fueled me to want to start a business that's doing something similar. So whether it's, um, you know, doing web copy or I've even ghostwritten books before under my agency, um, edited books, edited web copy, newsletter copy, Pretty much a young lady called me the human pen one day and I just kind of went with it because I tell people anything that you don't want to write, I can write. Um, So that's kind of been my brand for years. And I started off doing it like just freelancing. But I think the more I got into my career, the more I wanted to be serious about ADM. And so that's kind of what made me just go ahead and make it official about two years ago, just celebrated our two year anniversary. And so I just think like, thank you. (laughs) I think um, just going to work every day, working in this industry, helping people market their brands. I'm like, well, I wanna continue to do that, but I wanna do it on like a smaller scale for entrepreneurs or um, just like personal brands, people who I've worked with political candidates before, I work with wedding planners. So just people like within my community, 
um because it's cool to just go to work and like do all these things for like a big company like the hawks and stuff like that but it means more to me sometimes to be able to help someone who i know is building a brand from the ground up and so i think what keeps me going in that aspect is knowing that there's a need when it comes to brand writing and copywriting like people don't like to write yeah and so i'm offering something that you may not want to do but it's necessary for your business you need a good website you need the seo writing like you need even like social media copy, um, newsletter copy, all this to keep your business alive. But realistically, people don't have time for it. And so that's kind of where I step in. And so I definitely think like my day-to-day full-time role just kind of fuels me to want to do it on like a smaller scale. That's a little bit more like me just meeting the smaller need, but can end up being like a bigger need for people. Yeah, definitely. So what does ADM agency stand for or at least the acronym ADM well, how did you come up with that name yes yeah, so my blog um I haven't written in my blog in a minute but it's a dash of Michaela um so that just kind of became my personal brand I didn't want to um step into just one niche I wanted to just do everything when it came to writing so I wanted to write on like mental wellness and well-being and um, spiritual topics. And then I also wanted to highlight women doing positive things. I wanted to go to events and cover events. So I wasn't like, you know, food blogger, a fashion blogger. It was just right. all things me, all things that I love. Yeah. And even with my TikTok now, I have it under a dash of Michaela because none of it makes sense. I do Tuesday morning affirmations, but I also <laughs> do like in hauls. <laughs> I do food reviews, wine reviews, like everything on my TikTok. So that's just me. Like I didn't want to be placed in like, you know, just pigeonholed or whatever. Yeah. So that's how a dash came about. But I knew for my business, I wanted to be a lot more serious and like, you know, cater to, I feel like when people hear Dash and Michaela, it's just like, oh, a lot of women flock to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted men to feel comfortable coming to me as well. So that's where we came up with ADM Agency. Um, and I leave it at that because even when I register my business, it's not a Dash and Michaela agency. It's literally just ADM okay. because one day they get tired of a Dash and Michaela and I may want to change my whole brand. But with that acronym, I could say, um, I think Javonna said artistic designs and marketing agency at one point. Listen. <laughs> so ADM could be, yeah, uh, it's versatile right now. So she could be anything. Yes. <laughs> but a Dash and Michaela is where it came from. I like that. And I mean, it's something to think about because where you are, like you said, right now may not be where you want to be in 10 years or even in three years, you might decide, "Mm, I found a niche that I like, let me stick with this. But to have that foresight, I think people really, they have to think long-term when they're coming up with these names, coming up with just anything branding wise, because it sticks with you forever. And it's a hassle to have to refile paperwork and go through the hassle over and over again. No, you're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to consider your audience. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Now, with having a full time job and having this uh, entrepreneur endeavor, how has it been balancing the two? You know, after being in quarantine and being on lockdown and COVID, how has everything kind of changed or evolved since you started two years ago? So. It's been tough. I will say that when we were first in quarantine, I was working um, for Georgia Tech, so in higher ed, communications. And during that time, we all were sitting down because the students can't go to school. Um, just everybody was just trying to plan and 
just strategize. So the work wasn't as heavy. It was heavy in the sense of like just emotional work, but the workload wasn't as bad. Yeah. So I know this sounds selfish to say because the pandemic took a lot from a lot of people, even lives and everything. But creatively, I was living my best life. I was yes. creating content. I was blogging. I was brainstorming for my business. I feel like, you know, while I do acknowledge and I'm so sorry for everybody that was like, you know, really impacted by the pandemic, um, creatively, I could see where it did spark something in me. And that made me say, you know what, I want to take my business a lot more serious. So I had this time on my hand. You know, I'm home all day. I can't go nowhere. I'm doing a little bit of work for my full time job. So I was like utilizing my time a lot. And that's where ADM came from. That's where all these ideas came from. My website, me registering my business, all of that happened during that time frame. Um, and even when we kind of went back into the office, I still had a little bit more leeway because my workload wasn't heavy. Now, fast forward to me working for a sports team. <laughs> sports you know, is back. <laughs> Listen, it's crazy. I feel like this is the most fast-paced industry I've been in, um, which is a great thing because I've had fun. Um, it's been interesting to just see like how different this world is. And it's not just sports, it's entertainment too, because I also work on the concert and show side of State Farm. I also work for our G League team, which is the College Park Skyhawks, and our 2K team, which is Hawks Talent. So this is four right. brands that I'm working with. Um, so my business has taken a backseat a lot of times because I had, you know, I got bills. So I have to <laughs> yeah. do what comes first, which is my full role. But there are moments, especially during like off season or just during those breaks in between where I can focus more on my business. Um, I feel like it just took me a minute to get adjusted. But it is very much harder, I would say, to have like that work-life balance or, you know, full-time role, entrepreneur balance. So I'm still finding my stride, but um, I can't lie. It's been a challenge, but we don't get there. <laughs> yeah. No, was it no struggle, no progress. So it's just a part of the, <laughs> the learning process. Now, what would you say is one thing that you wish you knew before starting uh, ADM agency that you're kind of looking back like, dang, maybe this will help the next person. Like what has that hindsight is 2020 moment been for you? That I need help. <laughs> so I've always been like, you know, just a miss do it all um, because I have so many and not to sound cocky, but like I have a lot of gifts. So I've been able to write my copy for my website, also design my website. Mm -hmm. I have not put too much into my social media, but if I really like honed in on that, I could run my social media. Um, it's just like everything that I do for my business, I'm able to do on my own. So I wasn't asking for help. And even just talking through like me and Giovanna, we've had um, so many times where we've brainstormed together. And I was like, I didn't have this before when I started my business. And this is something I wish I would have had. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that I had those resources available to me because I wasn't asking for help. And in my mind, I always thought like, oh, if I get help, I have to pay the person. Mm -hmm. So I have, a I have two photographer friends who, you know, they do photos for me every now and then. One we actually just bought it for services. So I edited like her website for her and then she gave me like a free photo shoot, um, which isn't free because it was like a service for service. So just things like that, I wish I would have known to just connect with more women instead of trying to do everything on your own. Um, not even just women, but just anyone that you know who has a certain skill set because you, whether you're paying for it or you're bartering or they're just doing it out of the kindness of your heart, like you have to speak up and say what you need because so mm -hmm. many people are willing to help you more than you know. 
Um, so that did stress me out a lot, just trying to put everything together. And then knowing that I am working full time, especially now, like, I will tell you now, I need help. Like my social media, I need it. And I'm actually finally reaching out with that stuff. Yeah, I need a virtual assistant if I want to continue this business. And like, eventually I just want to be fully staffed. And so these are things that I'm now speaking into the atmosphere because I'm like, God, I can't do this on my own. I mean, I could if I'm trying to kill myself, but I don't want to do that because <laughs> that takes the fun out of the business. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, that's one thing I would tell myself, like to get help, don't be afraid to speak out. And even if it's a, um, someone that you're speaking to that can't necessarily do what you need, we all know people. Yeah. So you just have to those things, just put it in the atmosphere, say what you need and don't be too proud to get it. That part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with and this may not necessarily be related to ADM but just in general what have you felt like has been the biggest failure or lesson to get you to this point as a businesswoman to have that kind of mindset to strategize like that like I hate saying failure but you know what has been the biggest lesson learned throughout this journey for you You know, I would say one of the biggest lessons is, first of all, to give myself grace. So it's two things that I've learned. Um, Give myself grace for whenever I can't show up the way that I would like to show up. Because realistically, I am what they call like a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm my only employee. And, you know, sometimes I'm going to fail. Sometimes I'm going to fall short. And that's okay. Um, Because I'm still pretty young. My business is young. And I have you know, the rest of my years to really make this into like a multi-million dollar brand (laughs) that I'm claiming it would be. Yes. So definitely giving myself grace because it's been so much time just like beating up on myself, like, oh, you should have did this. Or like, you could have delivered more for that client. And it's like, well, you know, realistically, like I'm just starting out and I have to get this experience. Um, The other lesson that I would say I've learned because I've lost so much money through this business is that I need to start charging what I'm worth. So I used to say like, okay, well, my audience may not have that much money or they may be doing this or, you know, I come from a small town and I have a lot of small town people that want to support me. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I'm like, these are people that have grown up with me. They've seen mm-hmm. me grow. Like I want to give a good, you know, discounted price. It's like, no, you can't do that because I've seen so much of my money, like just come and go. And I've put in so much work to basically make no profit for like a lot of my clients. Yeah, And so like actually going through my experiences um, this year, I've gotten better with like, you know, because I'm my own accountant too. <laughs> so just going through all of my expenses, making sure I log all of that. <laughs> um, I was like, well, Michaela, you're doing a lot of work, but the work and what you're bringing in is not matching. So we got to look at these prices again, because um, I'm a firm believer now that if I have one good paying client, versus like 10 not good paying clients and I'm literally like stressing myself out with these 10 people mm-hmm. when I could have paid rent and had a profit from that one person mm-hmm. with less work <laughs> that's something I'm seeing now like it's not about um what is it called quantity or quality over quantity pretty yeah. much um well yeah I think that's the biggest thing so this year we raising the prices I think it was Fat Joe that was like yesterday's price is not today's price it was it was <laughs> I have been afraid to, you know, name a price or name a certain fee just because I'm like, I don't want to box out someone that may want to use my services. But I also have to look at it like if they want you, they will pay regardless. Right. 
And, you know, if they can find somebody else cheaper, it might not be the same quality or it might not be what they really wanted. And you'll end up on the in the long run paying out more to get what you really wanted. So I love that. And I really had to tell myself, like, if someone can't afford your pricing, it's not shade on you. It's not even if it's too expensive. That's okay. You're just not my target audience. And that's fine. Like, I need to market if I have a luxury brand and like luxury services like this stuff is not something that every and anybody can just get so mm-hmm. there's somebody out there willing to pay and I learned that because I was actually going to work with this one guy to like ghostwrite his book and it didn't work out for um another reason but he was like um well I was telling him you know I'll get the quote together for you or whatever and he was like well that's no problem I got the bread so just tell me like whatever and we can move forward and I was like I've never had anybody say that me before (laughs) so ever since then I was like that's my clientele right there like that's my target audience I need people that see the value in what I do and are willing to pay for it and you know your cousin and the person that you grew up with or whatever they could support share your stuff like your stuff on Instagram or whatever they may not be your next client and that's okay And maybe they'll learn like, okay, if I get to a certain point, then I can afford whatever XYZ service is based on where I'm at. It could be a career goal for them, but they just have to know like, this is the price. It's not changing. So that Joe, he he said it and he, and that is the truth. Yesterday's price, especially the way bread, milk, you know, everything is going, you know, no, everything. Yes. Seven dollars. We don't have time to shortchange ourselves right now because <laughs> nothing nothing this is this not the okay with change to downplay exactly no. <laughs> no. with all that you do and you know like you say you're from a small town but you've been able to kind of actualize what you know you're good at to think beyond kind of the the, the small town mentality and all of that um what has been something that you've read or you listened to lately that has inspired you? That's a really, really great question. I really think like I'm big on devotionals. So I haven't read a full book in so long because of my job. Like I get tired of reading. <laughs> um, but I'm really into devotionals and like quick reads. And so mm-hmm. I have them like on my office desk. Um, I have them on my phone and everything. So I just think those messages just like, you know, things that you're doing now are setting you up for greater. Um, everything that you're going through has a greater purpose. And like, I've been getting that message a lot in every little quick read that I've been reading. So that has definitely inspired me. Um, I have a lot of podcasts that I listen to. And if anyone listens to the friend zone, they're probably gonna be like, well, how does that inspire you? But really it's because it does. <laughs> like, I, I know do. they joke a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I listen to them and I hear their stories and they're like in their late 30s, early 40s and everything. And just seeing where they come from to now creating this life where they have their own schedule. Like, hey, friend, hey, she always says, like, I don't work on weekends. Um, They take like, I think, a part of December Mm -hmm. to like maybe what January January Mm -hmm. off podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, how cool is it to be able to create like your own schedule? And so even though they're making us like laugh and joking and Dustin is just crazy, but I'm <laughs> listening to them talk about like their upbringing. <laughs> yes. And like, you know, even being like a waiter at one point and like just them coming from like really the bottom to the top. So I love podcasts like that. And I love, you know, just listening to stories like that. Um, so yeah, just like my little podcast, my devotionals, um, those really like have inspired me a lot lately. 
but I'm always open to suggestions of like, I'm gonna try to get better with books. So books, <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> like anything like that. Cause I just need to feed my spirit with all that stuff right now. I tell folks I'm not a reader, so I can recommend some music. I can recommend some books you can listen to, but even listening to books, I don't even make it through the end of the book listening to it. So podcast for me works because, you know, it's 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 my lane. And, and the friend zone is therapy. I don't care what nobody say. They Sometimes I just need to laugh, <laughs> if nothing else. Yeah. Um, but even how they tackle like topics. It is. I'm like, everybody, you know, the three different personalities, how they navigate life, like you said, where the, what they've been able to achieve. I'd be like, y'all did it, y'all. Y'all look it out, you know, they're paving the way. So, <laughs> no, I love them. I love them. Right. Yeah, I also have the Brown's book. I just listened to it. That's like probably the only book that I made it through this year, listening <laughs> to it. Um, like her story is so inspiring and just even seeing like the brand partnerships that she's getting out, um, and everything that she's been through and like, it's really inspiring. So I think that's what, and it's, it's her voice too, that kept me listening. It's just like talking to your auntie. Yes. Um, so I, I definitely, anything Tabitha, like I'm tuning into it. Okay. Well then what does self-care look for, look like for you right now? Cause work is crazy and you haven't had time to like look inward so to speak. So what, what is self-care right now for Michaela? Well, right now I'm taking advantage of our summer hours and like, you know, we're in the off season now. So people are taking PTO. Um, I just did two weeks, almost back to back, but like I had a week in between and I have a week coming up in the next like one or two weeks. So taking that time to just have all my emails off my phone, like anything work related, I cut it off. Um, so I do that um, now. I wish I could do it more often. Um, and then just really like journaling and reflecting. I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately, just on my life and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the basic stuff, like I love a good candle, a good wine night, um, <laughs> have my little facial. I'm doing a bubble bath tonight, actually. So <laughs> stuff like that. I love <laughs> I'm trying to romanticize my life. So. Yes, yes, I feel it. Um, and I'm getting more into like nature now. Like I went to the waterfall maybe like two weeks ago and I love stuff like that. So I'm gonna try to do more of that this summer. Um, but it's just really me just taking a minute to pause because my mind is just rapidly moving like all day, every day. Um, I'm bogged down with like work stuff and entrepreneur stuff. And then you have your family, your personal and just everything that's going on. And you try to like have a hot girl summer on top of that. And it's like, you're trying to be outside and Listen. everything is just, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much so yeah but I would say like probably my number one like self-care thing is really just my time with God because at the end of the day like that's what keeps me grounded um my spirituality is very important to me my relationship with him is very important so just taking that time to just talk to him because you know he's your father and homie everything um that's like ultimate self-care for me (laughs) well we are slowly coming to a close wrapping this thing on up and one question I ask everybody that's on the show is what is a mantra or a piece of advice that you would give to either a young woman like yourself that's trying to step out on faith and pursue something new or just something to live by as we all are on this journey of life maintaining these relationships? So I know we've all heard this before, but do it scared has kind of been my mantra lately. 
um, there's been so many things that were trying to put fear in my heart, especially like recently. I've always dealt with like just being anxious and just fearful to just step out on faith. Um, but every time God has literally made a way for me to like succeed through it all. And even in the moments when I didn't like achieve the results that I may have wished I could have achieved, I found a lesson in it and I found a reason why it couldn't happen that way. So my most recent challenge has been like, you know, public speaking and everything. I really hate public speaking. That's always been something that's just like not a thing for me. But people have like been asking me to speak at these events. I'm like, God, I don't know. Like, I want to say no so bad because I know me. My voice trembles. I lose it on the inside. <laughs> but that's how I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> he already built to me, like, you have a voice, you have a story, and you have things that you can share to people. So even if you're scared, I used to pray like, okay, God, take the fear away, take the fear away. But now I'm just like, okay, God, just be with me. Like, I may feel this amount of fear, but I know it's going to go away because you're going to carry me through it. Or even with just life transitions, um, even like with my job, I was really scared to leave GT to come to the Hawks. That was a big jump for me. Yeah. But I just had to go for it. And I'm so glad I did. I've had so many meaningful experiences. Meeting new people was scared for me, but I just have to go for it and just talk to them. Um, so I would definitely just encourage anyone, like you're going to continuously talk yourself down if you just let fear rule everything. Acknowledge the fear. Just say, okay, sis, I see that you're here, but, you know, we're still going to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be one of the toughest, but one of the most rewarding things that you will do is to just do it anyway. And who would have thought, what? Public speaking? Uh, what? No. <laughs> shy. I'm very shy. <laughs> no. And you know what? I think I literally like feel free. <laughs> no, I feel like people with creative minds, I think that is something that always comes up, like speaking in public or just being in front of large audiences. And they're usually the, the most personable, like easygoing people. I'm like, what issue with it, girl, please? Like you got it in you. It's just a matter of getting comfortable with doing it when you have to. But it's already with yeah. me. Let me see. Yeah. And sometimes life will suppress your voice a lot. And I think that's probably something I've dealt with as well. Um, just like being bubbly and like outgoing at one point, and then just different things happening. You kind of lose your voice and you're scared to speak out again. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have dealt with that. And I know that's what stops a lot of us from doing certain things. So I'll just say like another mantra that I live by is that you have a voice, everything that you have within you is important to the world because if it wasn't, you wouldn't be here. So just try to find your voice again and trust God that he will reveal it to you. Okay, Michaela. I just, I'm so glad we were able to connect. Um, Regardless of the anxiety you had, I feel like you've just, you've dropped so many gems. You've been an amazing um, guest on the show um so we'll wrap things up I, I'm a I'm in the anxiety for you but before we do where can listeners <laughs> connect with you online um yeah so you can follow me on just about anything Instagram uh my Facebook has the same name um a dash of McKenna. <laughs> um that's my personal brand pages and then my business is the ADM agency on Instagram um um, and, you know, on a professional level, if you want to connect on LinkedIn, it's just Michaela Carter. Um, so yeah, those are where you can find me. And I do have websites for both. I'm not really active on my blog right now, but it is www.adashamichaela.com. And then my business um, is theadmagency.org. 
Okay. And I'll include all of that in the show notes for everyone to find her. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad you were able to do this. When I come back to Atlanta, I got to come see about the girl. We got to we gotta have a, a brunch or something with all the girls. So that way I can be like, finally, I in person. <laughs> um yeah let me tell you I I I wish you nothing but the best I feel like I tell I I tell everybody this I'm like you know after you be on the show the the opportunities just come and I ain't saying it's me but I really do think like um (laughs) we have to pour into each other and when you see something in somebody you need to call it out um because a lot of time people I think are either fearful or just you know you know, they just get weird about it now. And I'm like, y'all do everything else on social media. Put that back into the people around you or to the people that you see doing something that you want to acknowledge because they may not know that they're being, you know, inspiring others and they might feel like what they're doing is so menial. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, on the, on the, in this large ecosystem of life, like you just never know what the impact may be. So I'm glad I was able to share this space with you um we're gonna wrap this episode up again this has been another episode of since y'all don't read mm-hmm. you can find the podcast on instagram at since y'all don't read don't forget to subscribe like or leave a review on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and thank you all again for joining so we'll wrap it up and that is it bye